It's the K-pop cast, and what are we taking a look at today, Supermatic? We are going to be looking at the latest comeback from the girls of G-Friend with fingertip. Right on your fingertip. <laughs> dang, dang, dang. Dang, dang, dang. Byung, byung. <laughs> Songs of Aegyo violence. <laughs> Seems like you just want to have a catchy song, all you gotta do is repeat a word during the refrain over and over. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Aegyo way of saying bang, bang. Yep. <laughs> dang, dang. Byung, byung. I mean, can't fault them for trying. <laughs> yeah. So what happens to this music video by the G-Friend, Supermatic? So we've got, I believe, Yunha, who is the main character, because she's the one who falls asleep at the beginning of the MV, experiencing what looks to be lucid dreaming and yeah. traveling like from scenario to scenario of all the other members of G-Friend. It's That's really right. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, what do you think they were trying to tell us with, uh, with this story in this music video? Well, it's actually interesting. I mean, the song's called Fingertip, uh-huh. and the lyrics actually seem to be talking about like being struck so hard by love at first sight. Mm. So I think the question that they were probably, I'm not saying this is, what they were going for, but what I okay. took it as is, is it possible to get struck by love at first sight so hard that you're willing to do whatever it takes to have that love at your fingertips? Huh. Huh. <laughs> well, weren't there also lyrics like, oh, you know, you're in my crosshairs? Yeah, like I'm thing. shooting for your heart. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm aiming and I've got you in yeah. my eyesight's boy. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to shoot you. Yep. Like Cupid. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing, like tang, 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 fingertip, they say like, I'm aiming for your heart. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of messages in this, which I thought harkened back to other stuff that they've done. Yeah. And there were, not... there were many callbacks to actually like all four of their previous tracks. <laughs> That's right. So what, what did we see in, in this that were callbacks to their older stuff? They actually reference all four of their title songs. Like for example, Glass Bead, which yeah. was their debut hit, we yeah. see a well, at first it might seem like a crystal ball with uh-huh. different representations such as a flower inside of it or some of the members are holding it and looking at the future or the past. And that's a reference to what? Glass bead, Glass which bead. is their first single. Yeah. And also the beads that fall out of Sinbi when she's shot by Umji in I that weird animal that hunter Is that, is that like the blood of your victims? <laughs> Maybe like the, I don't know. Uh, your eggio victims. A, a cleaner way of... Uh, Instead of blood, I don't know. <laughs> Aegyo violence. Yep, Aegyo violence, there you go. <laughs> uh, they have callbacks to Megustas 2, which is their second single, and there's a random break in the middle of the MV that a lot of people thought was like uh, maybe unnecessary, but there's actually significance with that random break because they go through all four uh, callbacks. The, the hard one to notice is that Megustas 2, the callback is when I believe it's Yuju. She's holding uh, what looks like a glass bead or crystal ball and it contains a rose inside of it. Uh-huh. That's a reference to the album Flower Bud, which is the album that Megustas 2 was a title track for. I see. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, their big single that propelled them to like superstardom, which was Rough, the motif of clocks and running through time, which we see a lot of in this MV as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, their prior comeback to this was Navilera, and again, butterflies slash moths, and we see a lot of that motif it, present for those, throughout. For those of you who aren't familiar, Naviera is Spanish for butterfly. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Many of you th- might have thought that was a random word they chose to go with for a title song, but hey, it actually has significance. <laughs> yeah. And right. uh, the funny thing for me is that 
it was hard to really get what was going on with this MV at first. I mm-hmm. was like many people. I'm pretty sure you were the same way. Is when you're watching this, you're like, what is going on? What did I just watch? I don't get it. Well, <laughs> that's exactly it. But at the same time, it provided intrigue. You know, yes. it's like this goes beyond schoolgirl. Exactly. <laughs> so it was different for G Friend, at mm-hmm. least. Like, they finally broke out of that high school concept. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the episode we did with Navileta. I said that one thing that held me back from giving them higher praise was that they were still in the schoolgirl concept, which I wanted them to break out of. Yeah. So, of course, this time around, I'm happy because they're no longer in the high school phase. <laughs> they're in a dream world. Yep. A very interesting... Or an out-of-body experience. <laughs> yes. For one, it's just, it's very wacky. It's very interesting. Like, we see... Against a nice backdrop of like neon pastel coloring, of course, they're on a rooftop. Yep. And uh, interesting set pieces such as uh, Umji with the animal hunter, like cages. She comes home or whatever is her home and she puts a stuffed animal in like some kind of cage thing. I don't know. Display case. <laughs> yeah. I-, I thought that was random, but then after digging, I found some significance behind that. So. The funny thing is, a lot of people thought that this might have been a storyline of, again, the main character was Yunha. For those who may not know, she's a short-haired girl that you see in the music video. Mm-hmm. They thought that, oh, she's just, you know, dream hopping. It's kind of like an Inception thing because she's having an out-of-body experience. But there is actually a hidden story within oh, this music video. Oh, here it goes, people. Hold yes. on to your butts. So there is a scene towards the end where Yunha, she wakes up from her dream, right? And uh-huh. then she sheds a single tear before she goes back to sleep. All of a sudden, we see time rewinding. Right. And then the camera seemingly, out of, out of like, out randomly, it pans out into the sky, and we see a constellation of stars. That constellation is actually Orion. The okay. story contained within this video references and draws upon the ancient Greek mythology of Artemis, Apollo, and Orion, which is why Orion, the constellation, is displayed in the music video. Oh, dude, you did it again! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. yes, so go on, go on, go so, on. for those who may not know, quick rundown. I'm going to try to go through this as quickly as I can. Okay. There is an ancient Greek mythological story between Orion, Artemis, and Apollo, Artemis and Apollo were twins or brother and sister, depends on which story or version you read. Uh Artemis ends up falling in love with a guy named Orion, and the thing that draws them together is that they're both the most skilled hunters in the world, or Mm -hmm. whatever Greek mythological world it is that they inhabit. So they are the two top hunters, and it is through this common love of hunting and being the best at hunting that they end up falling in love. Apollo doesn't like this so much. So Apollo makes... I'm detecting or, a love triangle. Well, it might be kind of weird considering that Apollo is supposed to be Artemis's brother. <laughs> well, you know those Greeks. They're, they're all True. for free love. True. <laughs> so the abridged version is that Apollo did not like the idea of Artemis being with Orion, so Apollo tried to get Orion killed by sending some of his henchmen who were scorpions, at least in the story. Okay. And the thing is that the scorpions failed because Orion managed to kill them instead. So then what uh, what Apollo does is actually a little devious. He decides to test his sister Artemis to like for her to prove to the other gods that she is the absolute best archer among all the gods and goddesses mm-hmm. and tells her to shoot a random target that's set off kind of like on the farther side of the world. Oh, I think I see where this is going. At the same time, what Apollo did was give Orion a mission on that other side of the plane. Uh-huh. So the target that Artemis had to shoot ended up being Orion. Artemis didn't know that she managed to successfully shoot and kill the target, which was Orion. When she finds out later, she becomes sad, of course, because Orion was the love of her life. So what Artemis does is that she takes Orion 
forms him into a star constellation and puts him in the stars in the sky uh, so that her, his memory will always be present and she can always look up and remember her lover okay 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 let's bring this back to g-friend yes all yes. right 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 <laughs> so if you've not seen the connection already how is this relevant to g-friend so yunha is apollo or at least that's what i believe it is because when we see her fall asleep it's interesting because the soul that emerges from yuna's body actually ends up being sinbi and a lot of buddies thought that Buddies being the G-Friend fandom, right. thought this might be a cute in-joke on the fact that both Sinbi and Yuha, their real-life names are both Yunbi, so they're kind of twins in that sense. <laughs> I, I think that was probably deliberate, right, yep. for the story? Yeah, okay. And then on. also the fact that Artemis and Apollo are supposed to be twins, or at least brother and sister. So then Sinbi being Artemis, she's running away from or, or from Apollo's scorpions, which are portrayed by the other three members of G-Friend, which is Umji, Yuju, and so on. Oh, this makes sense now. Yep, exactly. Because I was like, why are they shooting each other? Yep. Okay, go on. Yep, so Sinbi and everyone else with the guns, this is pretty much like Sinbi being on the run because it's Artemis who is on the run, both away from Apollo's scorpions, or Yunha's scorpions, and at the same time uh-huh. she's trying to find Orion, who is portrayed by Yerden. Yeah. So then we see Sinbi running from scenario to scenario, or in different places, she ends up in Umji's random animal cage. It, I felt like that might have been a reference to the fact that Orion and Artemis were hunters. So mm-hmm. Umji having these like this trophy collection is kind of like, you're not the only one with trophies, you know? I can hunt too. And they're not just being mean to teddy bears or grovers and stuff <laughs> nope. like in their previous music videos. <laughs> exactly. But they still had animatronic animals, I guess. Got to keep with some of the G-Friend elements. Keep, keep it going, you know? <laughs> yep. It's not a G-Friend music video if we don't have that. Yep, yep. So continuing towards the climax, we end up seeing Sin and Yerden find each other and then they're surrounded by Solon and Yuju on opposite sides and it looks like they're trapped but the moment Solon and Yuju or the scorpions fire their guns off Sinbi and Yerden or Orion and Artemis they duck and they end up managing to make the scorpions kill each other that's right so then towards the end we see Yunha who's also kind of been following Sinbi and Yerden from where they've been and then she's kind of like oh what's going on because like I don't know, maybe she's keeping close to try and make sure that her plan of keeping Artemis away from Orion is still going. Mm-hmm. And then when we see Yuna on the rooftop, or Apollo on the rooftop, so what happens is that Sinbi is ready to shoot and kill Apollo, who again is Yuna in the music video, because she wants to be with Orion, even if it means she has to kill her own twin or her brother. Uh-huh. But the thing is that it looks like Yerin doesn't necessarily want that. It looks like she's about to maybe save Yunha from falling off or not, maybe maybe save Apollo, Sinbi ends up shooting Yerin on accident, a.k.a. Artemis shooting Orion by accident, oh. which is then what this leads to so Yunha waking up. Yeah, I was so confused when I saw that, but now that yep. you explained this, yeah. It was a very clever way, I have to say, of them incorporating the storyline, but also interpreting it and making it fit within the concept of what G-Friend was doing here. Yeah, And it also makes sense... Uh, when I think about the lyrics too, because the lyrics, of course, fingertip, bang, 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 it's all about love. It's like Artemis, think about it. Artemis, played by Sin B, was willing to kill her own twin for the sake of who she loved, which was Orion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like having that love at your fingertips, it's like, it's crazy. Love makes you do crazy things, man. <laughs> yeah. And this goes, I think, beyond the La Boom version. <laughs> the, the shooting love, right? Of shooting love. Yep. That love royale, <laughs> the love battle royale. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
it blew my mind too when I realized it because I kept watching this music video and I was analyzing every other thing and then I noticed upon probably like my fifth watch I was like wait a minute that star constellation is that just random or is there significance behind it did my digging oh total significance in fact it's probably the most significant thing in this music video that's why they they give it so much screen time exactly and they, they focus on it exclusively yep huh how much of this do you think is being lost on fans probably a lot because i mean if you're if you're just a general k-pop fan if you're not someone who follows g-friend like avidly if you're not a part of the buddy fandom yeah or if you're not someone who uh, really pays attention to their music or what they do in the videos it'll probably be lost on you or it'll probably be lost on you because of the wacky colorful other aesthetics of the music video that it, just it, it that easily draw distracting yeah. it almost seems like a real ob- an obligatory stuff yeah <laughs> just to be cute mm-hmm. and high production value but it has meaning significance yep very much so <laughs> i was amazed when i realized that they managed to keep this story again like i said it's the hidden story within the music video because at first glance people think like oh it's just Yunha, Inception, Lucid Dreaming, Astral Projection. She's just dream hopping while all her other fellow G-Friend members are asleep and she's experiencing their dreams and fantasies as well. Which is a fair assumption to make because at the beginning of the music video, the rooftop that the girls are on, where, uh-huh. where we see like multiple scenes of them together dancing and stuff, yeah. you notice behind them they have this bright neon sign that says fingertip. But on the side of the rooftop, it's hard to make out because it's backwards. Okay. But it actually says Fantasy Studios. So the building that they're on the rooftop on apparently is called Fantasy Studios, which is interesting because when we see Yoon-Han traveling from dream to dream of all the other members, it's these weird, almost kind of like childlike fantasies that they're dreaming about, <laughs> right? A-, a lot that all ties in together that you would not think of on first watch, maybe even second or third watch. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you deconstructed that for us because I actually made an effort to try to do just this and I did not succeed in the same way <laughs> that you did. So very good, Supermatic. One thing that I, I want to say about this music video is that this is a slight departure from all the girls in the same uniform and all the same hair color. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? We're giving more personality and branding for each of the individual girls. Mm-hmm. And this is something we've been talking about for other girl groups. Yep. Uh, and other guy groups too, but I think it's, it's more of an issue with girl groups. Yeah. Where if you give each girl their own sub brand, it gives people more of that, fans more of that opportunity, perhaps the buddies to say, oh, X, Y, Z, or whomever is my mm-hmm. bias. Yep. And it gives you a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And that difference, that uniqueness in the different personalities um, adds back up. I think that, that funnels back up to the brand as a whole, the G-Friend as a whole. And I think they realize this, right? Yep. And this seems to be the macro level trend that we're seeing with girl groups, mm-hmm. at least right now for early 2017 um, or late 2016 that you know girl groups are heading in this direction. We also see this in their outfits, right? So even though there are, they've got like three different outfits. They've got Mm -hmm. the military camo. They have the formal school-like uniforms with short shorts. Oh, yes, yes. And then they also have the Navy-inspired, you know, double-button pattern. But within each of these three major outfit themes, you can see that each girl has their own variation on it. Yep. Right? So there's, it's the same but different. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's just a little bit more of that evolution to each girl being different uh, for G-Friend. And I, I like that. Um, no Bond theme. 
oh. in this, right? <laughs> right. I, I think a lot of other people who have been around Keep Up long enough are like, well, does this sound or look familiar with Girls' Generation? <laughs> yeah. Um, they could have called this Goldfinger. <laughs> Definitely. If they turned it into more of a spy thing, right? But that, that probably would have been too much. But it, it's good. This is more aggressive for G-Fred. It's a little less helpless and it's a little more they're shooting people for, for <laughs> crying out loud it's femme fatale and mm-hmm. it's uh them hunting small furry animals as always <laughs> poor animals it was more personality for yeah, for g friend and I, I like that i mean I, again i've been waiting for something like this something different from what they established with themselves because the thing with g friend and understandably it is what brought them to the dances what made them successful the whole concept that or the that brand that they had for a while which was the schoolgirl this high school concept the story they told was a high school trilogy but again i'm glad as you said and alluded to they're taking a step towards evolving their style and i really like that yeah yeah mm. and it's not too abrasive it's Mm-mm. like we're going to go uh in 180 style change <laughs> right to this other thing it it's still thematically relevant with everything they've built up to yep. this point, such that I don't feel like they alienate their existing fan base too much, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, they do just enough in the realm of like what's new or what's different that they can draw in even more fans, people who right. may not necessarily like them already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think we're seeing more strategy behind the K-pop labels and how they're building out their brand for each of their groups. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. good job. I mean, this is not a song that these are singles that no longer exist in isolation, right? They're always building upon themselves. And that was especially poignant with uh, BTS, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, with all the self-referencing symbolism in this song, I mean, this is also the case for G-Friend. Yep. <laughs> what did you think of the dance? It was interesting to me because the thing is, I I noticed that it seemed a little more... I don't know if like I want to necessarily say powerful or like uh-huh. at least a little stronger. Okay. It felt like they were going for maybe even more like crispness and cleanliness than their previous dances that they've done. Mm-hmm. Like it was something uh, like different for G Friend, but at the same time it maintains that G Friend feel because yeah. they've always had very interesting, fun to watch choreography. But at the same time, if you actually look at it, it's pretty hard and technical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing that always stood out to me is that with G Friend's other stuff, mm-hmm. they had very good formation changes yes and that is definitely the case with this one oh, like for sure. i think that's the main thing that i'm taking from the dance for this one mm. i want to see a lot of k-pop dance groups cover this one because oh, they're probably it's going gonna to be <laughs> very fun stimulating to watch yep. right as a spectator just seeing all those different you know arrangements and you can tell like i mean they're trying to create an interesting shape for the viewer from this mm-hmm. one perspective and that's fun to watch i think as just a viewer of watching dance groups yep definitely they also have a lot of signature the one where they do the kick oh yeah back and then step oh yes uh, i think that they have like uh, a similar move to that in rough <laughs> that's right yeah yep. in rough mm-hmm. right and i i may have not liked rough personally the <laughs> song but that's a very signature dance move. Yep. And I think we have a few moments like that in this choreo. Mm-hmm. For me, it was just the the line where they have all the different arms. Oh yeah, doing their thing, and then um, I just want to say formation changes as a whole. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, that's that's a fair assessment. One thing that has helped G Friend definitely stand out as uh, as opposed to other girl groups, and I'll have to admit that's one aspect that made me a fan of theirs. Yeah, is when I started paying attention to all their choreography and their dances. Is just they're 
they're amazing to watch. Yeah. Especially when you see how hard they work mm-hmm. uh, for their life stages. Mm-hmm. And when you see how dedicated they are to making sure they still perform all the way, mm-hmm. there is a notable video out there. And I'll admit, this is the video that made me a G-Friend stan. Okay. Where they were performing in the rain and they <laughs> yes. kept on slipping on stage, That's but they right. kept on getting back up, getting back in formation and dancing and dancing. That and I was just poor like, girl, the one of them girls, who had oh her, her, what is it, her leg brace or something yes. on and she yep. fell over like, I don't know, six or seven times. Yep. Like just seeing their dedication. I was like, you know what? These girls are super dedicated. Like, oh my God, the, what they're putting themselves through. I, I'm a buddy. <laughs> so of the different Egyo girl groups out there yes who's the current front runner if we're talking in terms of pure agio that actually would have to be kind of tough because the thing is i feel like girl groups these days in k-pop are trying to experiment with still maintaining that agioness at the same time trying to sprinkle in different aspects sure 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 but if we want to talk about in the sense of just the ones who have known agio is a must-have part of their brand those on this list would include a pink ah right or maybe clc until recently <laughs> pre hop um, goblin la boom okay so like that that direction yeah hmm i think g friend is the undisputed front runner for agio yeah it's kind of hard to dispute i mean they as you said they they have their brand they've established it they've put themselves out there like when when k-pop fans hear g friend or when you speak of g friend they know who and what you're talking about it's yeah it's just, it's hard to deny. They're definitely up there. Yeah. But hey, let's keep, you know, rooting for Gugudan and these others who are <laughs> changing the game as well. But, you know, it's amazing how much we've had to talk about just in terms of the music video and concept. But Peter, especially with you being the DJ, I must ask, the song itself, what were your thoughts? <laughs> you can't see it. I'm just shaking my head. Uh. But I, to me, it was very vanilla. Really? Very beige. Very run-of-the-mill <laughs> on that egg list you know who we forgot to include hmm. uh cosmic girls oh or wjsn WG, yeah wjsn <laughs> i bring that up because if you listen to their other songs you could swap it out like you could be playing this song mm. and then chorus of the other song <laughs> i and know they what go you mean back to back yeah. i mean like they are so similar yeah that it's like, well, this goes with what we've been saying on the show quite a bit. Commodity. Commodity egg yo. Yep. When I first saw this G-Friend music video concept wise, mm-hmm. I, I thought this looks inspired by a certain galactic girl group <laughs> <laughs> that it made me feel like they were they might have been ripping them off and, mm. and you know as we dove into it no they're not yeah but it almost feels thematically similar to yeah another <laughs> and i think that applies to the music as well uh, so I I, i'm feeling very uninspired mm. by the music i think it is very interchangeable with other mm. stuff that we're hearing from the ego mill right now <laughs> all right pretty much to some of it just wasn't really to your taste no okay no but I know I'm going to be playing this song. <laughs> I hate to admit it. Remember when we reviewed Navalera? Mm-hmm. I hated that song to heck. Yeah. I kind of play it a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> so that might happen with this. That's and I, I just won't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, just all of our podcast listeners. <laughs> For sure. I mean, that's, 
that's also fair too. Uh, to your point about the comparison between GFRN and WJSN, when I was reading the YouTube comments on the music video, and also when I was browsing the online forums like uh, Reddit, especially like Shadows to RK Pop and all that, yeah, there was a lot of talk about how this gave many people vibes of WJSN's song and music video Secret. Which, exactly which they came out with That's not too exactly long ago exactly what i'm referring to yep. <laughs> so i mean i could see it i definitely see it i'm, I'm not denying it at all it's uh-huh. it's it's a fair assessment definitely but in terms of the song itself for me it was interesting because immediately it felt a little different with that wah wah like that that funky guitar riff that that starts the song yeah yeah like almost wah, a wah, callback wah, to like wah, 70s kind of like disco funkish yeah and then the other parts of the instrumental come in and all of a sudden like I feel oh this is different but at the same time it sonically still has that G friend feel to it. Yeah, but I listen to the instrumental and then I'm just waiting da 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 expecting like, you know, cosmic girls to come in and, and I'm just like I don't know, this is the same problem I had with uh, another one of Card Songs and that, you know, it was it sounds a lot like their other stuff. Mm. And same problem I had with this song. It's like, I'm going to get this mixed up in my head. <laughs> I'm going to start accidentally singing the chorus of another song to this uh. one. When I listen to this, I feel like I am seeing pink and rainbows <laughs> and bubbles. Like that's the visualiz- visualization you get in your head. That's Yeah, that's okay. the visualization that you get when you listen to this song. Okay. And, and, you know, maybe if you're in a bad place, you'll listen to this to feel better. <laughs> but... It's not the feeling that I always need to go to. Mm. But if you need rainbows and pink and bubbles <laughs> and sparkles in your life and stuffed animals <laughs> and glass beads <laughs> and roses, <laughs> then this is a song for you, my friend. Totally not a very specific set. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, I mean, I don't know. I guess, as they say, different strokes are different folks. Cause sure. Without getting much further deep it, into it, it. You know, we, we should always clarify, this isn't going to be necessarily always a song for Peter. This isn't always going to be a song for Supermatic. Oh, for right? sure. But we what we want to do for you, our listeners, is tell you why you should listen to it if this is your flavor. Mm-hmm. If this is your flavor of cotton candy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If, if there are any buddies out there listening or just anyone who remotely likes G-Friend, at least, whatever you, wherever you lie on the spectrum... I just got to say that for me, I really liked the song because I felt like it kept that up-tempo, like that energetic it rhythm and does. that beat yeah. that they started with in Navalera. Yep. Like, it's very similar to that. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt like I could appreciate the different sounds and styles they were experimenting with here because mm-hmm. there's elements of, like, these, these riffs and synths. And I felt like they were playing around with different genres, which I appreciated, like I can always appreciate when not just K-pop groups, but musicians in general, they try to blend certain genres together, or yeah. the, or they they experiment with sounds that are different from what they're used to, but they still are, manage to find a way to include what they are known for as well. It's the same but different. Yes. <laughs> oh, is this just another high energy song again from G Friend? And uh, long story short, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be listening to this on repeat. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you bring a different perspective than I than I would for this. <laughs> so good job. Um, it got to balance each other out yeah, somehow. <laughs> that's right. Good cop, bad cop. Yep. So how does the K-pop cast rate this song? Good question, Peter. So for those who may not be familiar with our show and how we do our reviews, we have a simple rubric. We look at the audio, which is what we thought of the song, how it sounds to us, whether or not we liked it. We look at the concept, which factors in the idea, the story, the music video, what it is that they're portraying. And then we 
overall give it a score of whether it's Daybuck or not. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Let's start it off with the audio. So in terms of the audio, again, I I like that they stayed consistent with the sounds and experimentation they started with in Navalera, but that said, and as you very well know, Peter, I like it when each comeback from a group is different enough at the same time it's still like is out there yeah so i wanted to like this song initially upon the first few listens but the more i listened to it disregarding the music video because we'll get into that okay <laughs> but just sonically yes. this song i really was so so close to giving it a four but oh when i found myself like on that spectrum of either 3.9 or a four i was like you know what i gotta give it the 3.9 then because if i'm yeah. debating then you gotta go with the lower end score because yes. it wasn't clearly not good enough to immediately be there True at that. the four scale True that and, and <laughs> buddies we're not hating yeah no definitely i mean yeah. I'll, I'll disclaim i'm a buddy too but it's just compared to navalera and the previous work i just felt like this still even though they experimented it still fell within that all too familiar g-friend feel and That's i would like right. to see them swing further for the fences and experiment a lot more than yeah. just still staying within relative bubble with what they did here. Yeah. I, I think this is criticism we give to a lot of groups in K-pop. Mm-hmm. And we have seen a few examples where this does happen. Yes. For me, this is not that case. Oh. Uh, I, in other words, they did not swing for the fences. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, I could see this coming out from another slew of the Aegyo roster mm-hmm. of the Aegyo mill and it doesn't deliver it in a way audio wise that's very compelling ah so i'm gonna give it a whole score lower than you a 2.9 oh <laughs> almost a three yeah okay. it's not bad I, and i i am certain that i mean i'm already making dj edits of the song mm-hmm. because i already know that i'm gonna be playing this song People are going to dance to this, at least at K-pop events. Obviously, non-K-pop people aren't going to dance to Aikyo. <laughs> but this is one of those songs that people are certainly going to be requesting oh, and dancing sure. to, at least within the K-pop community. Definitely, definitely. So 2.9 from me, DJ Peter Lowe. Okay. The concept. Man, Matt, until today, I would have given this lower. <laughs> but you've opened my eyes with your, with your understanding for the Greek classics and literature and... And references to <laughs> to greater meanings behind the emotional connection behind these different girls. So well, I'm glad I could do that. <laughs> I've really got to give it to them evolving this group, mm-hmm. giving more individuality to each of the girls, having this deeper story, and just the color scheme I like. So, oh, and the dance. The dance is so awesome. Yep. I, I, I'm, I don't even like Aegyo dance, but this is a great dance. I mean, they really deliver it on the dance. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I guess I have to give it a four. Hey, nice. <laughs> I, I really can't give it anything lower than that. Because if you look at each of those areas, they're really over-delivered. Mm-hmm. So, great job, girls. And I don't even like G-Friend. <laughs> so, there you go. Got oh, me wow. GGG. <laughs> High praise from someone who normally is not finding Jufren as his cup of tea. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, for me, of course, I mean, bias aside, because again, disclaimer, I, I am a buddy, but at the same time, I got to look at this as objectively as I can, because yes. overall, I mean, of course, we have different tastes of what we like and dislike in K-pop, but I got to admit, Jufren just came at me almost out of left field with this one, especially when I, again, when I broke it down, 
realized that hidden story of Greek mythology. Yeah. And of course, me being a sucker for Greek mythology, it was one of my favorite subjects in school. <laughs> um, I don't know, just everything they stuffed into the music video on top of it being as visually stimulating as it was, all those neon pastel colors, keeping that cute G-friend feel but at the same time being a, a slight shift in tone from what they usually do. The dancing, as you said, which is amazing to watch. You check out these live stages, you just yeah. you can't pull away. Yeah. And then just... Although we do not want to subject them to a live ring performance. <laughs> in the future they don't need that validation yeah you know it's, they've it's already good got it on. They, yeah. <laughs> they've already jumped over that hurdle so. yeah definitely like i don't know it's just at first i was like am i being a little too subjective here Do, am i really going to score this concept wise this high but the more i thought about it i was like i don't want to go any lower so i actually gave the concept overall all things considered a very high 4.5 <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I and I yeah, I think that's well deserved, and, mm-hmm. and and that's appropriate. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's much higher than what I gave Navalera. I don't I don't think either of us gave Na- no, Navalera anywhere no. in the realm of fours, even. Well, maybe our critique with Navalera is, is playing too hard in this helpless WTF. What's going on? And, <laughs> and you know, one of our former uh, guests uh, on our show, uh, Cheryl from the Drama Candy yes. uh, podcast, she remarked that. A lot of guys like these very innocent girl groups mm-hmm. where I think they like it because they know she's, I'm going to say this, that they're still virgins, Oh, <laughs> right? That they're still pure, right? And that's not always my flavor, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they have to have that pathetic don't know how. Yeah. And that was my critique of the other stuff that we've seen from G-Friend. And Navalera seems seemed to harp especially hard on that on that concept but this like we've got girls shooting people <laughs> talk about a, a change <laughs> yeah. i think i know what i'm going to give it overall <laughs> which would be a daybok yeah and of course if you need to ask it's a daybok for me <laughs> all right well, good job g friend you managed to get a collective daybok from us here at the k podcast <laughs> That's right. Thank you for listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. Where can people find the Supermatic? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Supermatic, which is S O U P E R M A T I C. And I'm at DJ Peter Lowe, playing the K pop. DJ in the K pop. And then you can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag K Popcast. So feel free to use that hashtag or tweet at us or do both. And tell us, us where we're wrong. Because yeah. we especially like it when you guys disagree. I mean, we see stuff all the time, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, oh, shoot, I never saw that. Yep. And, and we like to call that out. We like to mention it on the show when we can, too. So there's a lot of great stuff that we're seeing from you guys, the community. And it, it's, it's a communal interaction, right? It's a way for you guys to engage with each other, continue these conversations that we introduced here on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So please, just if anything, get at us on that Twitter or, or get at each other. <laughs> yeah, get at each other. <laughs> Not like that though. <laughs> For K-pop purposes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'll catch you guys uh, on the next episode. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take care. <laughs>